All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is graduation season, and sometimes I am honored to have some of my former students come back and show off what they're doing in real life, and today's episode is one of those. So if you're thinking about getting in the real estate business, you're going to want to tune into this one. Let's get this started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life, prestige, wealth, freedom, it can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you. And welcome to another episode of Business Bros. You considering a career in the mortgage or real estate industry, but unsure how to establish your personal brand or make a mark in this competitive market? Our guest today is a rising star in the industry with this fresh perspective and innovative approach. He has successfully utilized Instagram to build a brand and establish a presence in the real estate world. Get ready to gain some valuable insight on personal branding and social media strategies that can help you kickstart your career in real estate. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Herman Ramirez. Whoa, dude. Welcome back. What's up? What's up? It's good to be back. Dude. We haven't talked in so long. It's it's been a minute. What year did you graduate, by the way? Uh, class of nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. So you're one of yeah. the ones that uh, was a pre-COVID graduate, and then the world right. like completely changed. Uh, dude, I want to start off with uh, like it's so that people understand what was your experience like taking classes with us uh, when you were in high school, and then how did it help to get you where you are today? Oh man, that's actually cool that you bring that up. Well, I know you were my math teacher, right? So interesting enough, I never would have thought that uh, I would have got into like an industry where I had to do a lot of math. And uh, it's pretty funny that now I'm here. And and, I mean, you helped me a lot. I I struggled in your class. I struggled with math because I was never really, you know, interested in pursuing something in math. So, you know, when you're in school, you kind of just you do what you want to learn. Right. And. Well, it helped me that you you told me all the, you know, the real estate, the financial side of it that got me more and more interested. And well, now I'm in, you know, the mortgage world and, you know, that math that we learn and those easy calculations are something I deal with every day. Isn't it funny how that kind of pans out, right? Like in school, you do the math just to get the grade, but in real life, you do the math to make the money. So there's a big difference. So I'm glad I I helped inspire you, but you also have family in the real estate space, right? Yeah, correct. Um, My sister, congrats to her. She's 18 years old and she just became uh, a real estate agent. Um, She's doing this full time. She quit her a uh, full-time job to pursue real estate full-time and that's a big you know leap of faith that you take in yourself at such a young age um and my pops you know he's been in real estate for i think six years now and he's just took the you know the real estate uh world by storm he's doing a really great job he's using his uh his huge uh system of clients that he has from a motorcycle business and converting them all into homeowners which is honestly something that that well, we're thankful for that that people have trusted us for over 22 years, and now they trust us in the real estate side too. 
All right, man. Let's start. Let's start with what it's like. So, if if I got students in here who are thinking about going into real estate and doing yeah. the doing the thing, right? Walk me through that process. Like, you graduated, and then you're like, okay, I'm getting into real estate. What What do you do? Yeah. So, I mean, let me just walk you into the the my step by step realization that I needed to get into the mortgage industry. Uh, my dad always, you know, I, I've had a supportive dad and a supportive mom, and they've always motivated me to do better. Um, it was not until, well, I mean, towards the end of my freshman year of college, they started putting in my ear, why aren't you a loan officer? You know, why don't you do become a loan officer? Your your dad is handing out the, the leads to the same loan officer, and you could be, you know, keeping it in the family by uh, being our mortgage loan officer. Right. So so it was just something that that came to realization. It took me two years till after that. It wasn't until the towards the end of my sophomore year uh, of college that I was like, OK, summertime, I'm going to hit it hard. I started studying. I went ahead and I took the test. I passed the exam and, you know, I now I'm doing business with my pops and my sister. So it, it's definitely not something that was easy, but now I'm here and I think it's for, you know, students that are coming out of high school, it's maybe something you might want to pursue. Hey man, I didn't, I've never taken the NMLS test. I, I, I have the real estate license, completely yeah. different test. Um, what was that like preparing for that test compared to like doing high school math? Like what was the preparation for that? Like, yeah, you, you know, you'd be surprised. I, I did a bunch of studying. Honestly, one of the best advice that I could give to people who want to get their NMLS license, um, do the crash course that's 20 hours and then go pay for the CompuCram uh, test, which is, you know, a bunch of practice tests. I took that over and over until I got 100 percent on every law and regulation, every, you know, mathematical scheme, um, went and took the test. And it was like a piece of cake. Honestly, I felt like that uh, that CompuCram NMLS CFPI uh, course was it was a no-brainer uh, I'm glad I paid for it because you know I didn't have to take the exam you know again dude the preparation it makes all the difference in the world right that's the whole thing right. about school is if you do the work that's the preparation for when you take the test that's how it that's how it works it, it you right you finally decide at some point I want to learn something and then all of a sudden you could do math for some weird reason right exactly and I mean, if I would have never, you know, studied or never listened to my parents about, you know, pursuing this industry, I would have just been a senior in college. I'm still a senior in college right now. I'm about, I'm actually, I got one year left because I took a whole year off to study for the NMLS and just work. Um, so I'm officially now a senior. Most of the people who graduated my, uh, my school year just graduated now, but I took a whole year off to pursue what I really want to do, which was mortgages. And, uh, well, once I'm done with my degree, I hope that I could, you know, get a position in the mortgage industry, maybe as a, you know, I don't know, branch manager, some pursue something with my degree, you know, which would be honestly, that's probably the smartest thing to do. <clears throat> Computer yeah. issues here. Yeah, no, you're fine. Sorry I about that. Still, can, oh, you. You're fine. I can still, yeah. I can still hear. Yeah, I'm there. 
I'm here. I'm here. It's just coming back. Uh, technical. It's just thing. So sorry about that. It just, it's, okay. No, it, it just good. is it's what good. it is. Technical difficulties. All right, man. So let me ask you. Let, let me ask you about a, once you got your NMLS, you're ready to rock and roll. Okay. You have your license. Next comes customer acquisition, right? All of a sudden, you have have this this license, but but the clients aren't just coming. In. Internet, of course, sucks. not, not at internet all. cut out there. Um, no, you're good. What's it like finding clients? Okay, so this is where I kind of, I would say this was my main lead source. I was still, I forgot, I left out the part where I was going to school and I was also full time working at Verizon Wireless in Chula Vista, at their corporate location, um, and I was doing mortgages. So you know, I was taking my fifteen and going and you know making sure that the clients were filling out the loan estimate and, you know, like it was just so much that I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. But my leads were coming from actually Verizon. All the clients that I was selling a phone to, I was letting them know, you know, I'm a loan officer. Are you a homeowner? Um, potentially, is that something you want to do? Um, what are what are your goals in the home? You know, it was just, you know, starting that initial conversation and if they didn't want to buy a house, they still recommended me because they love the service I provided for them at Verizon Wireless. And, you know, some people feel comfortable with people that they've already done business with. So, you know, I still get texts. Um, I don't work at Verizon no more, but I still get texts from past clients saying that they're interested in starting the home buying process. And uh, honestly, home a bunch of open houses. That's all I do. Open houses. I'm in people's faces. I see the same clients shopping around the city. Uh, and it's just funny because, you know, they, they see me so much that they start to realize that I'm, you know, I'm doing it for them. Isn't that weird how it works, right? You, it's in order yeah. for you to acquire clients, you actually have to talk to them and tell them what it is you do. It's like a unique thing that I, I, I feel like a lot of salespeople don't do, and myself included. There's times where it's time to make sales and we don't want to pick up the phone or we don't want to send out that email or we don't want to make that post, right? But you're doing right. more than just talking to the client. You're also taking your stuff and posting on social media. I started to see that you're going on a podcast tour, jumping on different shows. You're on here. Yeah. Um, what's that, yeah. what's that game been like? What's that marketing like? I mean, it's amazing marketing because like you said, we could also make short clips out of these videos and, you know, it helps people realize that, you know, I'm not just doing mortgages. I'm trying to teach people the process and kind of get people familiar with what it takes to become a homeowner because, you know, lots of people are young lots of people just graduated college. Lots of people just got their first real job, but they don't even know that there's something called homeownership. They just know renting, right? And renting is a huge misconception that is the easiest thing to do. You know, it's not hard to sign a lease agreement, but is it hard to get into the industry where you buy your own home? It's a process, right? But that's where I'm there to guide them and kind of just make them feel more comfortable in reality. I've noticed that your posts kind of vary. Sometimes you have information, like there was the Cal Halfa program that you were talking about yeah. and you're educating people on those things. And then there's some that you're just having fun, dude. Like you're at an open house, yeah. you're with a real estate agent, you guys are just having a good time. Uh, what have you noticed when you're creating different posts on, on social? How are people responding to the education versus the entertainment? 
Yeah, honestly, you know, I, I get a lot of feedback on my educational videos. And, uh, you know, I even get some people that aren't in the industry to buy a home, but they're like, when I'm ready to buy a home, I'm going to you. And, you know, because like I said, a lot of my viewers are in the age of, you know, 20 to 25. And I do have uh, a couple older uh, in, in my in my analytics, people in the 30s to 40s, which is a a big gap for people that are actually in the 30s and 40s. People are still you know, downsizing or even getting a bigger home. Um, but I have noticed that people are really into my educational videos. And then, you know, I like to have some fun and just post, you know, normal content too, because I don't want to get boring. I want to keep it entertaining. And honestly, that's just how I am. That's in reality. I'm just, I like to have fun. I still have, you know, my friends. I try to educate all my people. You know, I, I learn, you know, I come on this podcast because I've learned a lot from you and you've taught me a lot. And, you know, Business Bro's been around for a, a good amount of time now, you know? It's, it keeps growing, and I, I like what you're doing. It's been almost five years now, dude. Five years, yeah. in, and it's it's just – it's been fun, man. You're, you're episode 1166. So, yeah, it's been – we've been at it for some time now. Uh, and yeah. it's all about creating that brand and showing up when people need that message. And I, I think yeah. what you're doing as far as social media is concerned is is amazing because you're putting yourself out there. You're right. There's the there's that demographic that you're in, the, the 20, 20 to 30 range, and not everybody at that age is ready to turn around and actually buy a place. But you're yeah. also connecting with people in that, that 30 to 40 range. And oftentimes, yeah, yeah they're downsizing. But – for because of the way the market is today, some of them are just barely buying that first home and getting ready yeah. to go. What are some of those misconceptions that people are coming with when they get ready or they're thinking about buying a home that's stopping them that you want to kind of break and tell them, look, dude, there's a better way. There's a different way that you don't have to do it that way. Well, honestly, a lot of people think that because they, you know, they're first time home owners or they're going to be first time home buyers that the process is really difficult. You know, I have a lot of self-employed uh, clients, meaning they have their own businesses, you know, whether it's, you know, auto detailing, whether it's having their own, you know, um, like a rose company, right? Bouquets, you know, they, they have their own companies, they're self-employed, or they're doing the security boards, you know, with the cheeses and stuff like that. It's just so much, so stuff, many ways you could, yeah, it is. It is. Right. And and there are misconceptions that, you know, how am I going to buy a house if uh, I don't have a W-2 job? Well, the reality is you're a business owner and you file your taxes. Um, a lot of the times, you know, business owners, they end up, you know, writing off a lot of expenses on their line 31 of the, you know, of their tax returns. And, you know, the truth is that, yeah, it's kind of hard to qualify you on a normal um, FHA VA. Most of the times they end up going bank statements. But if you have the if you have the money and you want to buy a home, it's something that you need to talk to us, a professional, so we could, you know, start putting you in a position to where you could buy a home for, you know, that 3.5% down or 5%. Yeah, that tax burden is weird how it works out. On the one side, when you're a business, you want to write off those expenses so you minimize the tax burden, which exactly. is awesome. 
But on the flip side, you're not showing much income. So it's going to be harder mm-hmm. for you to qualify. But that's why you want to sit down with a mortgage professional. Because mm-hmm. if your goal is to buy a place, then it's better yeah. to know exactly where you are today and what steps you need to do in order to get to that home ownership position than to just yeah. kind of hope and dream and think about it. And, you know, yeah, you might have cash on hand, but is it seasoned? Is it Has it been sitting in your account for a while? Do you have track record? Do you have two years in the same industry for the tax yes. returns? Like there's a lot right. of things that – like that, that I don't think people quite understand, but the opportunity is there. Cause oftentimes when people are self-employed, they're not going from industry to industry. They're in the nope. same industry for a long yeah. time, but we can restructure some of their stuff. All of a sudden the next year comes around the corner and now they can buy. Right. They're ready. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all about preparing, you know, and you know, also something that is huge and it happens often is that, you know, clients always are, they're scared. They're scared to start, you know, they're like, Oh, well, why do you need my bank statements? Why do you need a picture of my photo ID? Well, you're making the largest purchase of your life. And I'm not asking for this. The banks need this information in order to qualify you. You know, your last two pay stubs, you know, your photo ID, like I said, your bank statements, your W-2s, most importantly. There's just, you know, th- those are four things that I ask right off the back and to fill out my application. It, it's, it's not hard if you make it simple. You know, I know that some people have a lot of work, you know, it's it's hard for me sometimes the communication with my clients because, you know, I do this for a living and they work and they try to get this, these documents for me when they have time. Right. So for you in the real estate industry, you know that, too. Right. Because you got to show properties on their time. You got to, you know, uh, book a, a consultation when they're available it's just different things that, that we have to align with our clients with. And just it, it's it's so much. But in reality, it's just talking to a professional that can really help you. And that's why I do so much stuff on, on Instagram, because I want people to be prepared for when the time's right. And speaking of the time being right, uh, yeah. I just saw that yesterday interest rates jumped up to about 7.2%. Um, they're, they're breaking that 7% ceiling. And yet we're still in a market where you have a listing and you're getting 10, 20, 30 offers above asking. Uh, What's going on in the market today? Yeah, honestly, the interest rates are just rising. And, you know, for some people, you know, they might have been pre-approved a month ago for 500,000. But now with the interest rates going up, their approval is actually going down because, you know, their DTI might be too high. And well, now we got to, you know, play with the purchase price so that they can qualify for the home that they want. So, yeah, it's a crappy thing that the interest rates keep going up. But still, if you wait for the interest rates to come down, only thing that's going to happen is you're going to pay much more for the home that you're trying to buy today, right? Um, I was speaking to to uh, my mentor yesterday, and he's like, you know, you know what Warren Buffett does, right? And he explained to me, you know, Warren Buffett buys when people are scared. You know, he, he, he takes advantage of the people's fear, you know, because cause when people are scared to do something, he's going to go and do it. And look at this guy. He's a trillionaire. You know, he, he's buying, he buys, acquires so much real estate. And, and in reality, interest rates, you know, I, I still talk to people at open houses and it's, it's the older folks that come in and they're like, why are people crying about interest rates? You know, I had a 12% interest rate. Yeah, they start joking around, but then they're like, well, I understand properties were, you know, 200,000 then, but still, you know, people just got so used to the 3.5, 3%, 2.8 when they touched, you know, two, three years ago 
but you know the sad thing is that that honestly to see a three percent four percent it's gonna be a while till we see that um and i don't know if it's gonna happen but there's different opportunities that people can do in order to take advantage of some of the existing mortgages that are there subject to financing um all kinds of different things that they can get creative with but again the average person isn't going to know. They need to talk to a professional in order to get that information so that they can take advantage exactly. of some of these things that are already out there. So yeah. what do you, what's your sense of where the market's kind of heading? What, what are you feeling like as, as a lender, you guys talk to other lenders in the industry quite a bit. Um, yeah. What's the panic and what's the, what's the optimistic side as well? Well, what we see is that, you know, summer is right around the corner. And during the summertime, you know, that real estate goes crazy. It's, it's a fireball. So, um, you know, I've been seeing a lot of listings start to pop up, but there's still shortage. There's still a shortage. So what happens when there's shortages? Well, there's people fighting for properties because they see a property they like and there might be 20 other people that like it, too. So, you know, you, you start to see, you know, I wouldn't say a bidding war, but you're getting, you know, over asking now. But in reality, what we see in the future is we do see, you know, the interest rates coming down, right? But what we don't see happening is that purchase price is going to come down. So it's not a bad idea to, you know, buy now, purchase your home, wait till interest rates drop, refi in six months when you have equity in your home, and then let everybody go and, and, you know, fight over properties when the interest rates come down. But at least you have your home and you have equity now, you know? It's different when you're going to buy. Like people always try to time the market, but the truth is, Look, there's a home for sale. This is the price on the home. You know what you qualify for. Can you afford the mortgage, right? And I think at this point in time, you're going to start to see a bunch of different types of lending products that go out in the market to try to make home ownership a little more affordable. Uh, You're going to start seeing arms. You're going to start seeing all kinds of different types of financing that gets super creative and government programs that are going to come out to help with maybe down payment assistance and things like that. Yeah. Uh, what's going on right now that, you know, is a, is a program that's either hot or ending that people can take advantage of. Well, I mean, one thing that is, is actually pretty popular right now is the San Diego housing commission still has funds. Um, I've, I've done a couple of deals through the SDHC, which is the San Diego housing commission. I am a preferred lender with them. My brand is Latino lenders. Oh, there it is. Latino lenders. I try to, you know, do as much as possible to kind of reach out to my community of Latinos, because a lot of us are under the misconception of, you know, that, that homeownership is hard, you know, but I just actually got a notification today from not rep saying that about 43% of the Latino community are ready to become homeowners. You know, it's, it's just that they're not, they're not knowledgeable. They, they don't sit down and ask, and maybe we're not doing well enough to, you know, get the videos out there to the community and, and get out there to, to teach them about it. Right. But, um, as far as the San Diego housing commission, it's a great program. You know, they, they help you with 17% down payment assistance. You only come out of pocket 3%. Uh, that means 20% also means no PMI. Uh, so, so for some people, it makes their, their monthly mortgage a lot more affordable. Um, especially because we know PMI is pretty expensive, you know, monthly for some people, it's, that's why they save up for that 20% because they don't want to pay the mortgage insurance. But in reality, I mean, if you take advantage of a program like this, that the San Diego housing commission offers, and they still have funds for, um, you could be buying a home with as little as just 3% down and have no PMI. 
and that's that's huge for for a lot of people that don't know have never purchased a house pmi is principal uh principal mortgage insurance so you're basically you're you're paying an insurance premium because you didn't put down a large enough payment there's not enough equity so the bank's got their back uh so yeah. the bank has to get protected and that's what they use the insurance for but yeah. here's the other thing that i think is is funny in the latino families filipinos do this as well you have multiple generations under one roof that happens over and over again yeah. how many people can be on a loan herman just so that they have the opportunity that maybe it's not one family but you can have two families three families maybe a, a little bit more able to buy yeah. some of these properties yeah you know that's that that's interesting you bring that up because uh we're, we're actually you know with rising prices and rising interest rates families start to realize we could all go on this together and we just divide it by four you know we divide the mortgage by four six thousand divided by four we'll do that and we'll all have a comfortable you know we can all pay that a month and we'll have a nice big house i actually have a client like that it's four people on the loan uh, and we you know we qualified them for eight hundred thousand and all four of them are gonna go ahead and you know split the mortgage so it, it is something that that is honestly it's it's smart to do right now because it's so expensive but you know if everybody puts in and and everyone's working it's a good thing to do especially if you have you know the good work history and you guys can all qualify to be on the loan and you start to take advantage of building that equity right at the end of the time at the end of that time period when you're done and your family wants to move on there's always the opportunity to buy them out refinance do a lot of number of things but to get into home ownership today historically prices have been going up year over year over year um, yeah. and so you got to take advantage of it today if you had any like like convincing words to the latino population to get them to buy what would that be i mean the one and only this one i always tell my clients si se puede you know us mexicans we say si se puede because a lot of the times man you know you don't know how many times i've gone to the carnesadas with my family and they always bring up the same question over and over how are interest rates how are interest rates is it a good time to buy is it a good time to buy it's the same questions over and over in reality i tell all my clients the perfect time to buy is when you feel ready you know if you have the money for the down payment, why use that money for the down payment on your rent? You're just throwing your money away. You're just throwing it away over and over and over again. You're paying your landlord's mortgage. And, you know, sooner or later, you're going to pay off his house before you even start paying off your own. You know, you want to leave your family something. You know, generational wealth exists. And that starts with real estate. What about uh, the Latinos who are always doing everything in effectivo, right? They're doing it in cash and they want everything to be under the table. Uh, what are you giving them as words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. You got to start getting a credit card. You know, a lot of those people that just use cash, they don't even have their money in the bank, you know? So there's no money in the bank. And I deal with this over and over and over with, with my clients. I always let them know right when we start, if you have money, under your couch you know that money should not be there you know because when you go and you show your bank statements if it says a thousand dollars of assets how's that going to help you are you going to get your offer accepted with uh a thousand dollars in the bank ain't no realtor gonna want to work with you i promise you that they're not going to want to work with you because there's no proof of funds you know Proof of funds is important in this business. And, you know, the money, you need to slowly start putting it in a bank.
if you're looking to buy a house that should be the first thing that you do you start if you have the money somewhere else take it out of there and put it into the bank um but also you know consult a professional like me and i'll let you know how to do it correctly yeah there's strategies and ways to put money in to keep it seasoned meaning it's been in the account for some time so that yeah. you're in a position later down the road when you get ready to buy they're not an, an underwriter's not looking at it going where did this money come from are you a drug lord what's going on here right they right. want to make Couple. sure you're doing it correctly yeah exactly especially exactly. in san diego <laughs> yeah what are you there's doing Cross people? yeah no no no, no, no. <laughs> everything's legit we just got to make it more legit for people herman it's we're running low on time here i want to make sure if if uh if people want to reach out to you they want to work with you how can they get a hold of you and then also give me some final words to my high school seniors yeah yeah so if people want to go ahead and reach out to me um you guys can follow me on instagram at herman ramirez uh with two z's i also have a page we go by Latino lenders. Um, basically, this is a brand that we're trying to expand to the Latino community. It's not only for Latino community, but we want to also make it more of a place where loan officers from the Latino uh, from Latino backgrounds, right, can come. You know, rock the brand, wear us, support us. You know, uh, stretch the business out. Right. We want to go ahead and expand to everybody. You know, everywhere. So if I could do something like that, I'd say, you know, follow me on social media, Herman Ramirez. Uh, also follow me at Latino Lenders. Um, my website is actually HermanHomeLoans.com. If you're looking to buy a house, it's the perfect place to start, you know. But give me a call at 619-576-2768. And um, just to end this correctly, I want to say, like, for first-time homeowners, for college students, start learning about the process right and especially you seniors in high school the first thing that you guys got to do is really start thinking about what you want to do right what you realistically want to succeed in where you see yourself happy do something that you know is really gonna make you happy working right you want to have a good time working so find something that you really do love not something that you're gonna get over with and you know just start to realize that this is something i never wanted to do but i did it because it paid good don't do it because it pays good do it because you love it and you're gonna be happy every day doing it um but yeah you know i remember being a high school senior and i didn't know what i wanted to do you know i just went to college i didn't realize till a year or two years later that i wanted to get into the mortgage and that took my parents you know, starting to put that in my head. So also listen to your parents. Your parents are great, you know, great mentors. And whether you like it or not, they're always going to be there for you. And everything they tell you, don't don't take it like offensive because I used to do that. You know, they want it. They want the best for you. So listen to your parents. Stick to school because I'm still going to finish and get my college degree because that's super important. Um, but also, you know, while you're doing school, pursue something else that you might be interested in, which maybe you want to be a realtor or a lender. You never know. You got to do something you love. Otherwise, life is going to get boring real fast. You're going to hate that. Well, Herman, thank you very much for coming on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, lending. Look, mortgages is something that is an absolute necessity if you're going to become a homeowner. And you need to work with somebody who knows what they're doing, who's taking the time to uh, that cares about what you're up to. Herman's one of those people. He's taking off 
like a rocket in this industry. You can see very knowledgeable. So make sure you guys go to his website, Herman Home Loans. Follow him on social media, Herman Ramirez with two Z's. Uh, yes. And uh, Herman, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next it. one. Alrighty. Thank you. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.